Welcome to the Truck Is Mine Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. All right, man. Episode 39. And it's a Christmas special. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Come on, Keith. Here's the season the to be. Charlie. Fa la 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 la. Now I forgot the rest of this song. Fa la 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 la. Now we're gonna start the podcast. Fa la 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 la. Me and Eddie got some cool, you know what I'm saying? We got a cool little harmony going on. Vocals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's episode 39, man. We're going to get right into it. All right. During the week, we had some pretty cool, um, a pretty cool experience. And the main thing that we ended up doing at, right after that last episode with Finesse Entertainment is we bought tickets to a Childish Gambino ep- uh, I said Childish episode to a, <laughs> to a concert. Yeah. And it was kind of last minute we had been talking about it, but we, we finally grabbed some seats and the seats were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah, get, we were stupid close. Oh yeah, we were really close to the stage. We got mm-hmm. we got a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make a long story short, oh my god, like it was it was the experience was amazing. Yeah. So we're gonna just break up and have our individual um, uh, uh, experiences uh, on the. We're gonna let you know how we felt when we were in there. But mm-hmm. there was a couple things that kind of grinded my gears. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not Gambino's fault. The the, the merch. Okay, yeah. like I have no problem with the merch. I, I think that you know you have to have value on your product. Mm-hmm. But I see a Childish Gambino shirt, right? And I'm like, wow, it's a cool shirt. I probably should buy it, right? And they're like, all right, that'd be ninety two dollars. Hey, man, fuck off. That's comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not buying that. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. But that's a little bit exaggerated price. But it was still pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. I, I think that me being a fan of his content is enough. You know, um, I'm a heavy consumer in. Childish Gambino's music Love it um, Another thing that grinded my gears Was the fucking vendors Dude Me and Keith Did something We have never done In our lives Keith told me Before we got To the concert He said We might want to stop And grab something To eat on the way up there And I was like Nah we'll get there We might find something That's cheap over there And he was like Yeah we might need To stop somewhere And I was like Man let's just keep going So <laughs> Let this be a lesson <laughs> so we go in there and as we driving by we see a guy that has a parking sign like uh parking here or whatever and i was and i was like maybe i should have stopped there he was like we we probably need to go back and go to that parking spot (laughs) see how much it costs i was like man we already let's just go in right so then i pulled into the gate and i was like they said all right parking here and i was like okay he said that'll be thirty dollars i was like god damn yeah that mug was dumb expensive you son of a bitch. <laughs> so we, we pulled in there. We paid the 30 bucks. And then Keith just had this look on his face like, oh, man. <laughs> so then we pulled in there. The parking was cool, though. Mm. So we get in there. We get our parking spot. We go we go and chill for a little bit. The football game's on before the concert. Just the vibe is dope. Mm. Um, and 
We, you know, it's a bunch of thick women walking. Oh around. my god, god damn, thick Asian women, man. <laughs> this one girl up there with some gray sweatpants, man. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And then it's just it was just she a was great thicker experience. than wonton soup. She is thicker than uh, all the teriyaki chicken. <laughs> 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 and I'm hogging the bike, man. Just go ahead and you elaborate on some of the things you've seen. Yeah. Oh, but you didn't even get to the the part we paid freaking oh. four dollars for the no, no, the no. smallest street tacos. No, no. Yeah, we paid. It was three tacos for twelve dollars. Yeah, and you can't buy a single one. You got to buy twelve. You got to buy three of them. <clears throat> that was the most fucked up shit ever, man. Yeah. And I mean, there was no condiments, really. All they put it was a little bit of onions, and the chicken was mediocre. Like, mm-hmm. this chicken was just like, dude, what's going on? That was making a killing. And they were so happy, too. But we just know they was making a killing off of us. Yeah. The mm-hmm. vendor, I was like, my thing is, I don't call women the B word, man. I don't do that. But she was like, three tacos for 12. And I was like, Oh, three for five? She said three for twelve. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I paid for the tacos and I was and I figured, you know, these tacos are gonna be fat. No. Man, these tacos, oh my God. Yeah. These tacos is like the Great Depression, man. Yeah, ain't no taco worth four dollars. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely not. But we ate them, and we both had this look on our face, like, "Why did we do this?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was kind of like it. Ba- it bet it barely put a dent in your hunger, so we might as well have just waited. You know what I mean? We was watching the concert, and our stomach was like, "Wow!" Gabino was up there. This is America, and I was like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> That that's the perfect microcosm of America. Four dollar tacos. <laughs> oh man, yeah. first world problems right yeah, there. Right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm complaining. But yeah, we we got in there. That was one thing, and then we get in there, and it's this little, ironically, it was a little Asian boy. He was like, basically, he was being a little bit rude, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely. He was like, yeah, he was like, uh. He's like, hey, these are my seats. He was like, my parents are going to sit next to me. I don't know what their tickets are, but these are my seats. He was like, and then he was kind of like, you know, it's cool for you guys to sit there right now, but once my parents yeah. parents come, you guys need to move. He was like, hold on. Like, so I went up to the customer service and I told him about the situation. And then I was like, okay, let me let me see what's going on. I, I call or I go up there. The customer service people are like, hey, we, we need you guys to both bring, like bring both of your tickets and then we'll figure out who bought what ticket first and we'll we'll get the issue fixed. Yeah. So I go to grab Eddie to um get his code because we just got the, we just emailed the tickets. Exactly. And then I grabbed him and then we walked over. And in the in the middle of walking over, we spot the dude and he's sitting in a whole completely different seat. Yeah. And then we're like and I'm like, hey bro, like uh you wanna go up there and like compare tickets? Cause the lady told me to go up there. He's like, oh, he, like, and he looked at us like he never seen us in, yeah. uh, never seen us before in his life. It was like, what the heck? Yeah. And then his parents finally was like, no, we, we figured it out. Like his seat is right here, and I was just like, well, we wasted all of this time like trying to figure out the, what the situation was. Yeah, and he was just being rude the whole time. Like, like oh, you he guys was are good. Yeah, right. it was, was like, what like, are you talking about? And I looked at kids. I said, we ain't going nowhere. Fuck that kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> we bought our tickets just like you did. Yeah, if you don't, man, you don't get your little. Home Alone, <laughs> Los Angeles edition, looking ass the fuck out of here. Yeah, and, but luckily it wasn't during the actual concert. I think yeah. Ray, Ray Schremer had just finished. 
Yeah, it was in the middle. It was, yeah, it was. They were still setting up Gambino set. Yeah, they're setting up Gambino. It was like intermission, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna have to get the fuck out of here because we ain't moving nowhere." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Ain't happening. I but, paid good money for those seats. Yeah, just fuck that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, uh, let's just talk mm-hmm. about the concert now. Um, yeah, amazing. I think Ray Shrummer, They came with high energy, mm-hmm. and you could tell like. Why these guys are popular performers? Um, because mm-hmm. they put in the effort and the work, mm-hmm. and these guys are nonstop moving, moving, yeah. jumping, high energy. Not to mention they smoking weed while they doing it. It's like, yeah. damn, yeah. And they have a lot of hit songs too, so that you could kind of tell with um, throughout the audience. Like a lot of the people were singing the songs that they had. Definitely, they got too many hits. Uh, mm-hmm. Sway Lee, especially. And mm-hmm. I looked it up. Um, this is what tripped us out. When Sway Lee and Slim Jimmy got up there, known as Ray Shrummer, they got up there, they performed, they did a great job, but it wasn't packed. The form wasn't packed yet. Mm-hmm. People were still coming in because the fans that came to see Gambino, most of them are hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. So they was like, I don't even really care about the opener. Yeah, you know, I, I want to see, see I want to see Childish. That's all I want to see. So mm-hmm. it wasn't packed, but it was a good amount of people there. But what tripped me out, too, is the power dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. Every, it was people going crazy. And I'm just going to keep it real, okay? Sway Lee, awesome performer. But the guy is super scrawny and small. Mm-hmm. He took his shirt off and he's he tatted up. But when he took his shirt off, girls is like, oh, my God! <laughs> but in, 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 in actuality, if he was just a regular dude, like, without the, without like the, the fame and the hits, mm-hmm. and he took his shirt off, mm-hmm. people would be laughing. Yeah. But and that's not to be fucked up. But just being, I'm just being as transparent as I could possibly be in regards to that. Yeah. Um. And they was going crazy, mm-hmm. and they was up there performing, and it was girls up there like getting like asking for flowers because he had a flower in his mouth, throwing it down there. Mm-hmm. But those guys are awesome. Uh, they he did one thing where he threw a bottle, a water bottle over his head, that he opened the lid up, threw the bottle behind his head, the water splashed on the stage behind him. And then Slim Jimmy ran full speed and slid on the water. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like. I was like, somebody better clean that up. Next thing you know, this nigga Slim Jimmy is power gliding yeah, across, that- the, <laughs> across the water. <laughs> Sliding with the left with the power glide. <laughs> I think that was the song they was singing, right? I was think it? So. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wow. And. What made me laugh though, like they did a great job, but they had these ugly ass Balenciagas. On. <laughs> they look like fucking. I don't know if you guys remember these shoes called sodas back in the oh late nineties, early nineties. Yeah, look, y'all, look, old, y'all old heads know what the sodas is. They look like fucking platform shoes from the seventies, except with a strap on them, <laughs> like a fucking diabetic shoes on steroids, man. <laughs> they must probably cost five hundred. They probably no. Nah, they probably cost like five. Thousand or some crazy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, they both had those Balenci. Uh, I don't get why people wearing those. This ugly ass Balenciagas, man. Yeah, they don't look too. I don't know. They just ugly shoes. Yeah, but, it- um, <clears throat> but yeah, man. But you know, the power, as far as the power dynamic, it was interesting because um, obviously, like we like Ray Shrimmer's music, and I think they make good music. Um, but it was like, like he, Eddie said, like the the crowd was probably. I would say like halfway full when we're yeah, Shimmer, you know, definitely. when they got to the peak of their performances. And um, I was like, I was uh, at a certain point, I was like, dang, this is like, I would, I, 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 like, I at least wanted the energy 
at least for when Childish Gambino came, came on to be like packed, like I was going to be like underwhelmed if it was like only half full just because I'm a huge fan and I know that you know the more packed the audience is the better the you know the concert is going to be for everyone in the audience definitely so when I seen it I was like dang this kind of sucks and then um right when you know Ray Schremer went off they they kind of walked backstage and then you could kind of see the you know people just pouring in yeah and then the energy started it just shifted it was weird it was like this weird aura and it was like people started chanting out like world star yeah. world star and like you know a group a big group of people had you know got in on the chant and it was just like oh dang I was like oh see, this is real this is how I knew <clears throat> see this is like this is what's crazy people think like you know you could have these hit records and you could have more notoriety but it's some people that have a bigger uh, cult following audience and it, and it changes because before before Sway, uh, Sway Lee got off stage he said Y'all ready to see Gambino? And when people were flooding in, they went, ah! Yeah. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where do all these motherfuckers come from? Because they, they really start pouring in towards the end of Ray Strummer's, um This nigga keep getting phone calls. What the heck is this? He's probably one of them scam numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 774 number? It's probably Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get... You know what's weird is these scam companies, they're not even smart enough to really block their number. Yeah. They just say scam. If scam was likely. legit, they would put your area code that you lived in. Yeah. I've, got, I've gotten calls from that, though. 661, and they'd be like, hello, this mm-hmm. is James. Do you have back pain? I'm mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, don't call me anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it, once once that Gambino crowd started coming in, I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. And then before he was on the stage, it was filled up. It wasn't one vacant seat in the in the damn forum. Yeah, and uh, that mug was thick. That man. mug was freaking packed. People were smoking hella weed. This dude was right in front of us smoking a blunt. I mean, he was blowing. I was like, "Yo, man, I don't want to yeah. get contact high." They was definitely smoking more during Ray Schremer's set. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, they smoking hella weed. <clears throat> but the dude when when uh, uh, Gambino's song came on, it was like. Boom, 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 boom. He had the blunt, mm-hmm. and this, this white dude was smoking a blunt in front of me, mm-hmm. and he was crying while he was smoking a blunt. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you crying while you smoking a blunt? Gambino really affected him. Yeah, you all, it's that blunt. You, I don't know what kind of weed in there. Mm-hmm. He's smoking some depressed weed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to the point of like the power dynamic too, it was crazy. Like when Gambino opened his set, he like. Everybody was looking for him. Like yeah. they were expecting like a curtain to fall or yeah. something to happen. But he like at least for myself, I was looking in a totally wrong direction. Exactly. Me and too. then he kinda like popped out in the middle of the stage. Cause the stage is like um it was like this rectangle. Yeah. At the end of the um at like, the end of the arena. Yeah. And then there was, was a, a long, small strip yeah. that goes down like into the crowd a little bit. And uh, he kinda popped out at the middle of that, you know, the middle of that thing. And he didn't say a word for like at 40 least, uh, seconds yeah and it was just a song playing he was standing there like michael jackson at the super bowl and um people was just going crazy like oh my gosh and then you know that the song is a new song it's probably from his new album or something I or maybe it'd be a song for just the tour but um he was just it was just music and he just stood there and then finally the song was over and then he kind of went into the thing yeah. and then one thing that he kept saying was like he was like this is this is not in this is not a concert. This is an experience. This is church. Yeah. Um, 
And then Eddie, you can talk about you know how he punked you and put your <laughs> oh. punched you into putting your phone. <laughs> okay, like with me, with me, a concert or something like that, I, I enjoy the experience. So I'm not always gonna have my phone up, but I definitely want to capture some good moments. So mm-hmm. just like even when it's back in the '80s or the '90s, and you had your Kodak camera, you still caught moments with your family or if you were somewhere else. So I pulled out my phone, I'm video recording. I'm like, all right, cool, all right, Gambino, do your thing. <laughs> and then he was like. This is an experience. This is church. Now I want y'all to do me a favor. Put your phones down. And yeah. I was like, fuck. And I put my phone down. <laughs> yeah. I posted that video on Instagram. So anybody that follows me, check out my Instagram. I posted that. And I also posted uh, his new song that he's, it's unreleased content. Mm-hmm. You will only hear it first on the Trucker's Mind podcast. <laughs> I got I got from the very beginning of that song to the whole song I I got I, 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 but I only released a minute of it on Instagram mm-hmm. and it's a hot song. Mm-hmm. It's dope. Yeah, it's dope, man. Great experience. Um, but he also said something at the beginning, like he's like, "Put your shoulders down. You ain't you don't got to be cool. Being cool is fleeting." Mm-hmm. You know, that was towards the middle. That was towards the middle. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Yeah, but it's like it was cool. It was it was definitely he, he, what he did was like he he did a couple songs. He didn't play mm-hmm. like the hit hits yet. Yeah, he did a couple songs like the the um I think mm-hmm. he did like the summer uh, summer magic song and all that. And yeah, and he he did he went down into like a ballad and he kind of took a knee and he took a breath and then he was like he basically saying like y'all y'all doing good right now y'all at a nine you know what I'm saying yeah. nine out of ten scale. But he was like, y'all can be a little bit more crazier. He was just like, man, y'all got to relax. You know, let your shoulders down. Don't worry about being too cool. Um, you know, just have fun out there. And then, you know, that's when you're saying, like, cool is fleeting. Like, cool is, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all subjective. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter in the context of this concert. Like, you can do whatever you want to. Because something that's cool today, like, for instance, like, a guy like Pharrell, and just being nerdy in general. You know what I mean? Like, 10 years ago, being a nerd was, like, a bad thing. Like, when Urkel yeah. was a nerd, it was a bad thing. But now, like, you know, people wearing big glasses and doing, like, you know, just all kind of different... The style of the the way that people dressed is, like... Like, even wearing high-water pants, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's cool now. Charles Gabino was wearing some shit that I was like, yo, <clears throat> what the fuck is that? <laughs> he had some slave pants on, and yeah. he put, like, some high-fashion slave pants on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a fucking Harriet Harriet Tubman was a stylist. <laughs> like uh, Harriet Tubman collaborates with H and M. Yeah, you know. But here's the thing that really was the most powerful is the, the most powerful about his performance. The most powerful thing about his performance was uh, the fact that his beard was long and ungroomed. His hair was long and ungroomed. <laughs> He had on some crazy looking pants. He had a dad body. He ain't got no muscle definition. He had a little bit of gut going. Mm-hmm. And he was singing his ass off. And the thing about it is, is the, the the power dynamic like we've talked about, like he was the big man in mm-hmm. on stage. And what I mean by that is all the eyes were on him and he knew it and he was just fueling that energy. Mm-hmm. And people, it's like, and with me and Keith, I think what, what made us, I'm not going to say what set us apart, but what made us different than most people is we genuinely appreciate his work. We love what he creates, but we're also the guys that could see him after the show and say, Hey man, that was a great performance. We love what you do, man. You know, we could, and without stumbling over our words and without like, uh, um, uh, you're, you're, you're uh, Donald. 
mm-hmm. like we're not fanboys. So it, it was a little bit different. We were more inspired by the performance, mm-hmm. whereas we can see ourselves on that plane, you know, actually um, mingling and interacting and having conversation with him. <clears throat> Yeah. Versus, you know, the you know having him having this godlike image to, mm. with everyone. Well, the reason why I said that is because there was a time where he went off the stage and he went to the back and everybody was like screaming. There was this jumbotron. Everyone's going crazy. They see him on the jumbotron. He's walking all through the forum on camera, and then he pops up on the opposite side of the uh, forum. I thought he, that was genius, by the way. Yes, it was. Because sometimes when like an act like that, they take a break. They'll just go away and like I don't know what the pr- the production just takes a break. Mm-hmm. But what he did was he tried he incorporated a way to take a break and, and also keep people engaged. Yeah, because like the whole time we were just like, oh my gosh, where is he going to pop up? Where is he going to pop up? And then he's just walking through the thing, like walking through the like the the like the tunnels in the arena. And we was like, I was like, I told Eddie, I was like, oh, this is fake. Like this is yeah. probably pre-recorded. Yeah. And then he's just going to pop out like, you know, in the middle of nowhere. But it was like a legit live recording of it him was. walking through. Yeah, but that was ahead. dope. Yeah. That was dope. <clears throat> and then at, while he was doing that, he popped up and then he was sweating his ass off. And mind you, like I mentioned earlier, he got the the the, the dad bod and, and the beard and the hair and all of that. And he's sweating bad, right? And he's got these funky looking pants on. Mm-hmm. So he walks out, he's singing, and this girl is like that's on the camera, like he's standing near her, and she is soaking wet, man. I'm talking about <laughs> she was like biting her lip. When chicks bite their lip, they wanna fuck. So she <laughs> she's biting her lip and he's like, I cannot play. And then she was and then he was just like, Oh my god, she has her hands crossed on her chest, like, oh my yeah. god, and she's blushing. And, yeah. and it's like it shows you like the power mm-hmm. and also women love power they don't admit it but mm-hmm. they love it yeah if you're a powerful person then you don't have to your standards it's not that they they don't really have to be on like what do you how will you say like uh they don't have to be on the same plane as the average guy mm-hmm. like Let's say a woman says, like, well, he has to make, he has to do this, he has to do this, he needs to be this tall, but you could be five foot eight, right? Yeah. You might, chick say, I need a man that's six foot four, but you could be five foot eight and be Childish Gambino, mm. and she will want to do you. Yeah. It's, it's all yeah. about the power, man. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah, that, that was an interesting moment. That definitely. Girl, and, uh, the ca- I don't know if the camera, I'm sure the cameraman did it intentionally. Definitely. Um, but he's saying that, um, I think it's called Father or something like that <clears throat> on his um, Awaken My Love album. But um, he sang that song, which is like a like a ballad, and the girl was just going crazy. She was going like, nuts. And everyone in the arena can see it, and she couldn't even control herself. She couldn't. It was like he cut all the music, and he was just singing it a cappella. Yeah. And she was just like, she was oozing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> if Charles had been able to stop singing, all you would have heard was... <laughs> You sound like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Mac and pussy. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was great. It mm. it, it was great, man. Mm. Uh the performance, I definitely give it a ten. And it's gonna sound oh, yeah, definitely. it's gonna sound biased mm. because you know, oh you guys are childish games. But not but not even though. Because we like Ray Schremer's music and they True. did a great job, but it wasn't a ten. I wouldn't give them a 10. You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I, mm-hmm. I would give them a 9. Mm-hmm. i give them a solid 9. Mm-hmm. 
because they was busting their ass too. Yeah, though. they was. It was and it wasn't energy. really their concert, so they did they did a really good job for it. Not even being mm-hmm. like people showing up specifically for them. Definitely. Yeah. So Definitely. You know what's dope too, and we talked about this. Okay, Sway Lee as an individual, he's the 16th overall listened person mm-hmm. on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then Slim Jimmy, it's it's different. More or less, Slim Jimmy, it's it's like a collaborative. Him and uh, and they create Ray Shrummer. Yeah. And as a group, they're they're not super duper high as far as listens. But Sway Lee is the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. So Gambino. Gambino's way down there. Yeah, he's like one forty. Yeah, something. he's like one forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 it basically all the energy was towards him in that concert. Mm-hmm. So it gives you an idea that these numbers don't always correlate it's to not the full story. It's not man. the full story, man. Yeah, you know, and that okay. it kind of, even you know even we can kind of go back to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe our podcast doesn't have you know astronomical numbers, mm-hmm. but w- the engagement is crazy. Like people will message you, people will message yep. me, like, "Oh man, that was funny when you said this," or "Oh, let me get on a podcast," or, you know, just any sort of thing like that. So we know in the real world, exactly, like you know, there's a real there's a real energy to what we got going on. And just like the Gambino concert, you have someone that has probably sold way less singles. Yes. And has way less streaming numbers and, you know, Ray Shrimmit as a whole or, you know, um, Sway Lee as a whole. Mm-hmm. But this is real life. Like, the internet is in real life is completely different. And you can, that was a perfect example of exactly. how that works. Exactly. <clears throat> Very true. Great point. Um, and that is true. And not to mention uh, the people that inbox us or, you know, um, comment or whatnot we appreciate you mm-hmm. you know um i think at, at some point it's going to be a little bit overbearing for us to reach back to a lot of people but we're doing as much as we can now yeah um so yeah we definitely appreciate our core yeah and yeah we'll never waver from that even if you i i, <clears throat> I never got a chance to actually look this up but mm-hmm. i'm probably sure the ray Shrimmer's biggest song would be like I think Black Beatles was number one for for a while. Yes, and I don't know the exact streaming numbers, but that was a number one record way before Childish Gambino came out with like "This Is America." Yeah, so I'm sure that that one has like way more streaming numbers. Oh yeah, but when um, when they did Black Beetle, compared to, I I think the the some of the crazier songs were like "World Star," "Sweatpants," "This Is America," "Redbone." Like yes. the crowd went crazy when all those songs came on. Yeah. So like comparing the performance of like Black Beatles to any of those songs, like it's not even it's not, not even, even close. Yeah. It, man, I'm telling you, no lie. In the forum, it got so loud that I had to cover my ears up because my oh. ears start hurting. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. So it was like his second break. He walked. He you know his his set is super long and he's dancing. So you obviously need to take a break to drink water and stuff. Yeah. So he takes a break, um, and he walks back. So this is so he the first one he took a break. He pops up and sings to the girl. So he doesn't. It's probably like you know, thirty minutes later he takes another break, walks down the um, the forum and goes in a tunnel or whatever. And he's just standing backstage, and um, they have the camera on him. He's probably standing by the stage manager, and um, they're having a conversation. He gives some water and stuff, and he's just standing there for a minute. And then uh, you can't hear what they're saying, but you know what they're talking about. They're basically saying, like, I won't come out until the crowd is crazy. So he's standing there. They're having a conversation. Um, 
and then he's like he's basically like you know putting his hand to his ear like, yeah and then people get people go crazy but it's like you know it's like it's crazy but it's really loud but it's not the craziest thing i've ever heard and uh my ears were like okay and then um he does it like one more time and it gets even louder mm-hmm. and then it was he was still standing there like ah oh, that ain't that ain't really good enough and then i think he did it like one more time where he was like man i ain't coming out until y'all get crazy and then it was so loud in there like my ears was ringing yeah. for the rest of the concert like yeah. like literally your ears would be hurting um if you were standing in that arena it was super loud like earth earth you, you could probably hear it from like hear, across the street oh yeah you could hear stuff. that down the yeah, street yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that shit was crazy yeah and then he finally came out and then you know they just went crazy yeah man good definitely great experience yeah. overall um and when it ended when it ended it's like you it didn't end prematurely like he was like man that's it like yeah. it, it ended it and felt like a good like yeah a good, you know he gave it everything he had mm-hmm. and this is another thing that me and Keith observed and it was pretty funny I don't know if anybody else caught it mm-hmm. when Childish Gambino first started up there he had a little gut on him you know uh, the little dad bod popping off mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as the performance went on he was moving around so much he was sweating so bad that he was physically smaller yeah like he was physically smaller mm-hmm. from moving the whole time and sweating profusely and I and the performance he had because I've worked out most of my life may not be like a fitness model but I understand the the amount of calories you can burn within the amount of time he was on stage and I guarantee you he burnt over a thousand calories on that stage mm-hmm. that's how hard he was going mm-hmm. and then and then I was like yo and he looked smaller at the end you was like I seen that and yeah. I was like that's crazy yeah I mean how many pounds do you think he lost man he probably lost about two and a half two and a half yeah bro crazy yeah because he was sweating bad he was sweating so bad that he like like he was uh he was singing and then he's like somehow i guess he swung his face up and his beard and he had a bunch of like a bunch of water fly from his face yeah i was like god damn sometimes he was literally spitting like just spitting out spitting out sweat sweat. all kind of crazy stuff i was like yo Yeah. yeah Yeah, that was so dope. And I yeah. bet you somebody got sweat on him. Like, oh my God, he's sweating yeah. me. Oh my God, his trotter's giving me no sweat. Oh my God, I'm going to touch myself. <laughs> 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 but what, um, I'll, I'll ask you one question, but um, I was just, I would just want to say like, just for me, like it was super inspirational as a, inter- like a, you know, an inspiring entertainer myself. It was, just, I caught myself looking at the crowd a lot of times, like, just seeing when you know certain songs like Redbone and This Is America came on, like mm-hmm. how the crowd was responding, and how like when World Star came on, the audience was singing every single word. You know what I mean? And when Three Thousand Five came on, the audience knew every word. So it was just dope, man. Like you know, you know, super inspirational to kind of let you know you can you can kind of do really pretty much anything you want to do. Yeah, you know, regular guy like. He's a he's a super smart guy, and he's probably not a regular guy, but like his temperament is just a regular guy. Definitely. Um, and yeah, but what what were some of the you know some of the songs that you you remember most? Uh, I remember I remember <clears throat> the most actually was his unreleased song. That was an amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. That that his unreleased song. I don't know what it's called, but it, I was just like, yo, this is this is the, the way jam. he presented presented it was so cold. He's though. like, this is my new shit. I'm working on right here. Yeah. It like all, he just walked back to the stage and he was yeah. like, this is my new stuff. And then like the beat just dropped and it was, and then the whole like he has this like these two pillars that were like these purple. Yeah, it had like these super like. Uh, 
um, light beams like flying across yeah. the freaking stadium. And then, and then the beat dropped and it was just crazy. That was so dope. Yeah. I was like, I was sitting there and then, and then when I heard it, I was like, man, this is another number one record. Yeah, like, that's, what, I that's what you told me. Yeah, yeah. you told. Yeah, I was like, yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that song and this is America. I told you before. I was like, yo, this America is gonna be the craziest fucking joint. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it, when it before it started up, mm-hmm. it, you had the, like the little intro, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit. And then everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The dude with the blunt in his, <laughs> the dude with the blunt in front of me, mm. he was just like, he, I think the weed had fucked him up so bad. He was just like, he was just standing there frozen. <laughs> ah, I wish I would have paid and, and more attention. I think another thing that made me, it kind of made me laugh, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Like for me, I, I enjoy the the performance, mm-hmm. but I also enjoy the environment. Yeah. So I'm looking around, I'm looking at the at the at, at uh, Gambino, mm-hmm. and I just see some of the most unlike. <laughs> The most non-rhythmic people yeah. in there, and it was just like they was they was enjoying themselves though. I, mm-hmm. I think that was great that they were enjoying themselves, but it was just the craziest looking shit. I was like, "Is that a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a rooster in row five? <laughs> yeah, it was some wild stuff, man. I think I think my some of my I of course like the singing songs, but definitely. Um, initially, when I was introduced to Gambino, he was a rapper. Yeah. So I, I kind of always like go back to that. I I like when he raps. So like Sweatpants. I think Sweatpants was the first rap song he performed, and um, it was just dope. I just like seeing that energy of everybody in the crowd knowing every word, and yeah. that was just dope to me. And he can he can like pause and hold the mic out, and like people know like what lyric is coming next and stuff like that. So that I like three three thousand and five was dope. Um, <clears throat> and then the the father song when he was singing in the in the you know in the audience that was dope like just the way he can control an audience by singing a cappella. One thing that surprised me was how well he sang live. I know he like he's a he's a um, like even on his album he you could tell he was really singing and he wasn't really using auto tune and stuff like that exactly. But um, in today's day and age, not too many people. Um, really put time into their vocals like they don't really like if like me knowing how the recording process goes i know that if you if you sing in a song and you mess up on a note you can either go over that note 20 times until you hit the right note or you can have your engineer switch the pitch until until it sounds right and um like I, I can tell like he puts really a lot of effort into his yes. his vocal performance so and he did you know pretty pretty it was pretty good here's the more impressive thing about his vocal performance it's not that he's singing and he's like it's the fact that he is fucking exhausted yeah. sweating and moving and singing yeah and to actually be a good artist and pull that off is a huge deal, yeah. Because it'd be some artists that they only they, they could be standing in place and they sound like dog shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to shit on her, but Mar- Mariah Carey sounds like somebody took a dump on her when she sings. <laughs> I just can't take it, man. Yeah. I was like, yo, if and this is how I view it, and she's she's had a lot of success in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this: if you la- if you don't have the drive to actually put effort into your performance, get the fuck off the stage. That's real. Like if me and Keith get up here and we're just like, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you like it? I liked it too. Then we need to get the fuck off the broadcast. Period. 
That's real. We're wasting people's time if we're not putting energy into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may be small fries now, but we're going to be big potatoes. <laughs> 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 yeah, but the cool thing about Childish Gambino was we talked about it too. Um, there are people from there are people from Bakersfield on stage. Yeah, the dancers, two of them mm. went to Bakersfield High School. Shout out to BHS. Yeah. So it just gives you also that six degrees of separation. That also really motivated me and Keith because yeah. we're like we're thinking like, hey, okay, these 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 two young people up there dancing on stage with Childish Gambino are both from Bakersfield High School. Went to the same high school. Went to the same high school, mm. and like I, you know. We pretty much like to keep certain things to ourselves. We don't like to, you know, blab too much about what we want to do. But me and Keith understand where we want to go with this. Yeah. So seeing that was inspiring. Like, okay, they're up there with him. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I want to be dancing with Charles Gambino on stage. Yeah. I'm saying that having these interactions in the future with people like him is something that we aspire to do. Yeah. And that is something we have our eyes set on. And yeah. I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I think um, so. The the two people I, I believe they're related um, is Destin Penn and then Trinity Penn, and um, they uh, they were they're two of the dancers. I, you can both you can see them both in the in the music video, and they also were they also went on the tour, and they also like pretty much any performance of This Is America. He has all those dancers up there, so um, you could kind of spot them out. It's only four dancers, and you know two of them are two of them are up there. So it, it it was just like, you know, we just talked about like anything is attainable, especially, you know, even what how we've grown um, our podcast. You know what I mean? It's like we know this person, this person knows this person, exactly. this person knows this person. And we've kind of built built an audience based on that. Exactly. You know, and even outside the podcast, like, you know, kind of like what we were talking about last week with um, creating our film. You know, it was just kind of like through mutual people that we kind of met certain people, and definitely we've we've we were able to get a um, you know a small room to premiere the movie, and you know just a, a bunch of just different stuff just based on a network. So that's definitely something to utilize, and hopefully one day we can get you know Destin and P- uh, Trinity on the podcast to talk about you know like the how they got on that stage, like. To to the person outside looking in, it looks like oh snap! Like they just got on the Childish Gambino video, right? But in reality, it was probably hours and hours of dancing, definitely hours and hours of you know driving across certain places and auditioning for you know different music videos and different movies and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, yeah, I absolutely have no doubt we're gonna have high profile people on our podcast. I, I think that's just my that's my attitude towards this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that day comes. We're going to really just, we're not going to ask the tough questions. <laughs> we just want to make, we like making people a part of the conversation. Yeah. You know, and, and every time we have somebody up here, like last week, we really enjoyed DJ and Chris. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Chris had a lot to say. Sometimes too much, but I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris, man. Uh, but you know, we loved them. They were awesome. So shout out to you guys mm-hmm. for that. But. We like to have that type of energy on this podcast. We know what this podcast has to offer. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that really motivated us mm-hmm. uh, for future uh, for future reference. Yeah, you know, to keep that energy and put it towards people in higher positions. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, one thing I did want to say, um, and we could kind of move on after this is definitely the um, just the 
if I I recommend anyone out there that appreciates music and appreciates some of the more musical artists, you know, the artists that actually make music with like drummers and guitar players and stuff like that to go to a concert. Definitely. Because um, one thing that I, re- I, I recognized when we were there is that Ray Schremer, they have, you know, they have these hits and they have a lot of good songs. Um, but a lot of it was, um, they were like, they just had a DJ. They didn't have a live band. Yes. So the quality of the sound coming from, you know, just a, you know, a CD quality blaring over speakers and them just rapping versus like Childish Gambino, who has an actual live band, yeah. actual live, Drums. everything is played live. It's just totally, it's a totally different experience and the yes. sound quality is so much better. Yes. So um, just knowing that, like if you, you know, if you have a small, um, you know, uh, an artist that is, you know, one of the more musical artists and you, and you know, they hit the road with a live band, even some hip hop acts hit the road with a live band. But just go experience that. Like it, it'll really, you know, it'll really change the way you think about music. Very true. Not to mention, uh, Gambino had a fucking choir back there. Oh yeah, the choir was like, killing it. We oh. <laughs> was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, are we in church right now? Yeah, that was really killing. It. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "This is church." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. I just think that we're we're um, we're different mm-hmm. type of Gambino fans were. We love the music. We we probably not we're not the type of Gambino fans that's gonna be uh what would I say? Uh doing the wild stuff in, yeah. <laughs> in the audience. Mm-hmm. We just love the music. We love the content. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was an amazing time. Yeah. Only thing I take back is paying twelve fucking dollars for three tacos. Tacos crazy. You know, if I could take those tacos, I would throw them right in their face until they give my fucking money back. Yeah. I, if and I recommend anyone that goes to a concert at the at the forum. To do like a drop pin on your car, if you oh. go, if you go, because the forum is really just a circle, and every single side looks the same. So yes, you'll walk out of that mug and lose your car, Bruh, When I walked out, I told I said, "Man, somebody stole my car." <laughs> and then Keith was like, he looked at me like, "All right, let's try to find." <laughs> like he was kind of skating over what I was saying. Like at yeah, first, I just didn't believe how that could happen. Yeah, I was, he's like, "There's, there's no way that happened, man." Yeah. I was like, "Bro, I was right here. Somebody stole my fucking car. I can't believe this, man." Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> I found the police. I went to the police. <laughs> the police was in there. I said, "Officer," and it was, it was me. And I had a, I know, I don't know what I would look I had on my face, but I'm sure I was very concerned. Mm-hmm. And then I walk up on the cop and he already, it's like he already knew what the fuck was going on. And then uh, a, a dude and his wife walked up to the cop and I was like, I think somebody stole my car. The cop looked at both of us at the same time. He said, nobody took your car, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we never had a stolen car here. He's like, we never had a stolen car here. Nobody took it. And he said, trust me, you're on the other side. I said, really? He's like, yes, it looks exactly the same all the way around. And I was like, really? He said, yes. They don't, he said, they, they don't really indicate. He said, you got to look at the numbers because I guess there's these big, um, these big flags that have like B, A, C, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't pay attention to that. I just came in, we got out, but we exited the opposite side when we left the concert. Yeah. So we like, oh, this concert was dope. Oh, that was cool. We having a little chit chat walking out there. And I was like, where the fuck is my car? <laughs> and, then I, and then I finally walk off and I'm just really getting upset. Like, man, somebody really stole my car. Yeah. Right? And it's not like I drive a fucking Lamborghini, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drive a Nissan. So it's like, I was, it's not like somebody's going to jack my shit. Mm-hmm. It is a nice car though. But 
Um, we finally get to the car and Keith's walking the other fucking direction because I guess we split up. I seen the cop and then Keith for some reason start walking off and I was like, dude, where are you at? Oh, I'm in section E, man. I was like, bro, I'm at the car now. And he's like, okay, I think I see you. I was yeah. like, where are you at? He's like, I'm standing by there. I was like, dude, no, you're not. <laughs> it was like 30 Nissans I passed on the yeah. way to go to Eddie's car. <laughs> I gotta change my shit up Cause it's white And I got tinted windows But there's yeah. a bunch of The same car with tinted windows Yeah So I'm gonna do something To really just make my shit Look different Yeah Cause that Yeah That, that was kind of annoying I said walk towards The Christmas tree mm-hmm. And this Trust me This is a huge ass Christmas tree I'm telling Keith about mm-hmm. I like walk towards The Christmas tree He's like What Christmas tree I was like Dude It's only one Christmas tree Over here Just walk towards it man Yeah Yeah But you know We here yeah, we figured it out. Nobody, <laughs> nobody stole my car. All right, moving forward. Um, driving etiquette, especially during the holidays. You know, how generous are you during the holidays when you're driving? Are you cutting people off? Are you speeding? Are you doing dangerous, risky stuff on the road? Are you not? Oh, hey. speaking of it, I was going to call you one day. Oh, okay. I seen a person over there, uh, the Walmart on Rosedale. Mm-hmm. Freaking eighteen wheeler just driving down Rosedale Highway. Okay, and it was minimal space, dude. The car just pulls right out in front of it. <gasps> oh my god! And it was like you. I was like, oh, this dude is an idiot. He gonna kill himself. And um, you could smell like the brakes and stuff it from was, the truck. Mm-hmm, oh my! Burning. I was like, oh man, it was smoke coming from it too. So oh I was my like, man, god! He like literally saved that person's life. Oh my, see, this is what you guys need to understand about trucks. I don't talk about trucking very much, which is kind of ironic, the name of the fucking podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But um, in my experience in truck driving, I've had people that nearly have killed themselves, and I've saved a lot of people's lives by blowing my air horn or slowing down to let them get by or or literally just, just finding a way to avoid accidents. And let me tell you something, folks. About 90% of the time that that happened, I was empty. Mm-hmm. But if I was loaded, those people would have died. And the reason why is because if I'm loaded and I'm loaded with nearly 9,000 gallons of gasoline and I'm coming down a highway, let's say I'm going 56, 55 miles an hour and you're trying to merge onto the freeway. And let's say let's say that you're kind of behind me mm-hmm. as you're getting on the freeway. Don't try to speed past me. Just let me by. Mm-hmm. And then just come behind me and go to the other lanes. Because if you try to beat me, I'm not going to fucking hit my brakes and slow down. I'm already ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So you're literally going to get crushed. Like if I run you over, everybody's fucked. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be rolling right by you. And I'm not even going to. I've seen trucks. Well, there's been accidents where trucks have literally drove over people and kept going. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And if I got 9,000 gallons of gasoline and you got a low Honda, guess what? You're fucked. You're a speed bump. You're a speed bump at that point. You know, you might make me kind of swerve a little bit, but I'll be like, huh, was that a roach? <laughs> <laughs> Slow the fuck down, please. Yeah, man. Don't. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these truck drivers, too, they work for companies that are shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. those companies don't change the brakes properly. They don't adjust the brakes. So you might have a trailer that's shitty. The trailer might flip over and crush your whole family mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, uh, they might not have a Jake brake that works properly. Mm-hmm. A Jake brake is basically, um, it's like a, uh, I guess you could call it a retarder um, where it slows you down. You press, the, you press a button mm-hmm. and it just bogs the engine down. Mm-hmm. It bogs the engine down enough to where you could get down into braking speed where you could slow down. 
Uh, but I ain't trying to bore you with trucker talk. Um, <laughs> you motherfuckers need to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, I think people should just be more aware that there are other people on the road because a lot of times, simple stuff like using a signal can save you know an accident. Um, driving, not driving too fast. Like some people be unnecessarily driving too fast, or they'll get flustered that you're driving the speed limit and then they'll try to like speed around you so just stuff like that can prevent um you know any sort of complications that come along with driving it's just like for me i'm just like i'd be cruising like i'm not in a hurry to get nowhere unless i'm late for work and um yeah i just be cruising and it's like you're gonna like if have you ever just think about this have you ever been driving somewhere like you're 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 driving somewhere and you're you just pass the light and then someone like speeds past you yeah. super fast and then you meet them at the next light because the light is red so all that time that they wasted <laughs> trying to speed past you like you got the same you're going you arrived at the same place just <laughs> a little bit later than they did so if you think about driving like that like you know you'll you'll be you'll be okay just like if you if you just think about like the um, like if you put a a, a uh, location in in the GPS, like those things are pretty accurate and they're based on like how fast like certain areas are and you know how much traffic and stuff like that. Um, you driving faster doesn't really get you there faster. You know, it may get you there like a little bit faster than another person. But the way that the traffic lights work and the speed limits work, yeah. they're designed to like have you get a certain place in a certain amount of time. Like you know what I mean? You're not going to get anywhere that much faster by you know going 30 miles over the speed limit. Yeah, very true. Keith is a pretty safe driver. I've noticed he kind of drives like a nerd. What? How do a nerd drive? Keith be driving down the street like hmm, molecules. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we have this kid at my job, and he kind of talks like that, Mr. Keith. Hmm, molecules. <laughs> Be talking about the Flash. Hmm, Barry Allen. Hmm, the fastest. <laughs> a little black kid with glasses, man. Oh my god. <laughs> what, what did he say? To you? <laughs> He don't be talking like that. I was exaggerating. But he just be like, Mr. Keith, mm, molecules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You sound like one of those kids would be like, uh, hemoglobin. You're like, what? Oh, oh that was funny. You know somebody, a real nerd? I grew up with real nerds. Uh, this <clears throat> kid I knew named Michael. Mm-hmm. He used to wear shirts with like uh, they would have like the periodic table on the oh front. Oh my gosh! I'm like, dude, like you are the mother. You are like the nerd of all nerds. <laughs> you are like marinated in nerd water. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, dude. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, but now nah, yeah, he's a fairly safe driver, and that's good. I think ultimately. The reason why it's important to be a safe driver, um, don't ever be in a rush, be on time. And if you are late, take your fucking time because yeah. that's when the most accidents happen. Mm-hmm. You tend to ride people. You'll be behind them. I like to keep, when it's slick and wet outside, I like to be two car lengths behind people. And some people get pissed off and drive around me and they like to be right behind bumpers. But guess who's never been in an accident in his life? You're looking at him. 
33 years old never been an accident yeah. I've had someone uh, ran me one time I was in college I was at a party I was at a stop sign somebody ran into the back of me and drove off and and they took off and I was trying to get the information mm-hmm. that I don't consider that an accident because I mean they somebody fucking hit you from the bike they hit me from the bike <laughs> And I was like, I didn't like that because I was like, look, I don't get hit from the back. I hit people from the back. Okay. Ironically, I, that's the only time I've ever been in an accident too. Somebody hit me. Somebody ran into me. It was this white girl. She was. She was like, her car. You know, I got a Jeep. So you know what I'm saying. I'm mug. I'm mug. Been through. Been through the trenches. And yeah. she had a little Honda. And she just rear ended me. But I have like the the. Um, the hitch yeah the hitch thing on the back so yeah. when she hit the thing it was like basically it bent her whole front end oh fuck yeah it didn't do shit to you cool. yeah. like it literally just popped up one of the like you know it's plastic around the bumper and stuff it literally just popped up one of the little things I just clipped it back down <laughs> and drove off <laughs> she was like <laughs> she hopped out of the car like oh my gosh like um, how, how, is this is everything okay? Like, is can we call this good? Like, oh my gosh! And then her stuff. I was like, I was like, it's just a little clip right here. You know what I mean? I might. I, I actually did have a like a little bit of whiplash. Like my neck was hurting a little what? bit. What? Mm-hmm. Where were you at? I was heading back home from L.A. Oh. Coming to Bakersfield, and um, yeah, she just hit me, and then like you know, in the moment, I was I was actually talking on the phone, and in the moment. I um I didn't feel anything, so you know I was okay. But you know she just drove off. She would have been like, she, either way, she was screwed. She probably still got that dent in her car. Yeah, because that rent is three thousand dollars. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. Like we should really hang out sometimes. We should totally hang out. That's funny. That was like a bad like. What was that? That's a really bad white girl. Thought <laughs> they be sounding sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god I'm so concerned about this are you okay and he'd be like no it's fine it's, it's cool so like I didn't mean to hit you I mean I'm having a really rough time it's the holiday season he'd be like alright I get it let's, just, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Just, just talk about the car alright it's like I don't know do you have like Instagram <laughs> <laughs> you need me to massage your neck <laughs> and that's when Keith be like molecule <laughs> I don't know molecules. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, that's some of that. Uh, uh, you talked about nerds being cool again. Yeah, that's like the Big Bang Theory kind of brought that back a little bit too. Yeah, it's like a it was like a mixture between Childish Gambino and the Big Bang Theory and a couple other things going on. Like you know, Kurt, nerds are cool. Yeah, but there's, some, there's some people that try to like fit in. But if you're not actually a nerdy person, then it's not going to work. Yeah, I'm it's not, more like it's ingrained in you. You can't really like, you can't really fake it. And, yeah. it, and, and it's more so about like the way you talk. Definitely. It's just like some people just talk like they from the whole of my. Yeah, they ain't me. Really work, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, Listen to this. Molecules, my. Mo- <laughs> molecules. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, be safe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Um, 
we had a little brief conversation in regards to some people that have a they have like it's like a negative connotation when it comes to being about business like well you're all about business and that's all you do is this and mm-hmm. all you do is talk about play podcasts and all you do is mm-hmm. it's thinking like first of all i have goals motherfucker that's why, yeah. why i'm doing that and you know when when you tie your life to a goal or you actually have uh aspirations of being something more than an average human being then of course you're going to have a lot of your time consumed by doing things. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tap into your higher self. So you know that you're where you're at and you know you have a a, a really uh you have a high projection of where you want to be. So mm-hmm. you're putting in the work to reach those levels. Uh, and people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why aren't you doing what I'm doing?" I scratch my balls on the couch. Why are you not scratching your balls? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, it'd be awkward scratching my balls on the couch next to you, bro. <laughs> Secondly, right? I want to scratch my balls. Next to you. <laughs> Secondly, it's like, um, you know, what you what you are doing is like it's very uh, basic and it's not getting you anywhere. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people will uh, frown upon you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's some, and a lot of people are our families, you know. Um, yeah. it, could, it, it could be anyone. It could be your mom, your dad, your uncle, your your cousin. Sometimes it could be a, a distant friend, mm-hmm. and they'll question your integrity because of you always working. Yeah, uh, go ahead and chime in on that, Keith. Yeah. So this topic kind of came up like I was last week. I was um, I was like I have you know some people closely related to me that are like alcoholics, right? So. Um, I was dealing with a situation where I was bake, essentially like babysitting someone that was, you know, being belligerent and drunk. So I eventually got them home and everything was cool. Like, and I was just trying to like get out of the situation like as fast as possible because I had to run downtown and turn in a, a job application. Um, <clears throat> so I, I dealt with the situation and I went downtown. And then a couple of days later, my mom comes in and this is like someone related to me. And my mom comes in and she was like, yeah, such and such was saying, like, you know, um, like, why is Keith always about business? Like, it's always business with him. It's like, why, like, essentially saying, like, why can't you spend time with me and hang out and, you know, n- you know, just waste time, like, let time wither away while we're just um, talking about nothing. So that, like, that kind, that that's how this topic kind of came up, and it kind of it didn't bother me, but it was just like weird to me that. <clears throat> someone um, that is in that mental state of, you know, drunkenness and like constantly being drunk. Um, and I'm just trying to do something positive, like, you know, turn in a job application or work on a podcast or write, write what, you know, DJ and Chris, that someone would, you know, look at that as almost a negative thing. And it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. And first of all, like, I just don't want to hang around people that drink all the time. Like yeah. that, like no one needs that energy in their life. Not like I have so much positive things going on in my life right now that I just don't want to be around drunk people. <laughs> like it shifts my energy to a place where I don't need it to be. <laughs> and it almost makes me mad. So yeah, like I just, you know, but that's how, but that's like, that comes with the territory of anyone trying to, you know, really accomplish, you know, something, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure anyone out there that's, um, experiencing, you know, starting their own business, starting their own podcast, trying to be a musician, um, you know, making movies, writing movies. Um, 
I don't, you know, even the guys that are DJ and Chris, they have, you know, they have families at home. But exactly. I see them, you know, probably sometimes more than their family does just because we're working on stuff, we're shooting, we're riding, we're going to meetings, we're setting up different stuff. And, you know, that just kind of comes with the territory. And I don't really hear that that from, you know, their families. I'm sure they, they would like to hang out with him more, but at the same time, they understand that. Mm-hmm. That they're going, you know, they're fighting for a goal. They're, you know, grinding to, to hope. Hopefully, someday start to get paid by doing, you know, the things that they're doing for free. Definitely, definitely. You know what? You you hit something. On the, see, the thing about it too is, obviously, being me being a truck driver, I spend most time obviously driving. So mm-hmm. that means me being intoxicated is something that's not conducive to my job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another thing is when I am actually off, which is hardly not that much. Um, when I'm off, I don't like to spend my time intoxicated because I want to actually enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy doing things that don't require me being shit faced drunk. Yeah, and uh, having a podcast and uh, doing this with Keith every week and uh, researching content and having conversations based like we're always creating, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always creating things in my mind. With with Keith, it's a little bit different because not only does he contribute to the podcast, but also he just directs and writes and he's always creating stuff. So in that time, he doesn't have time to be fucking around with drugs and alcohol. And I, look, I'm not we're not trying to shame people that do drugs and alcohol. And but alcohol is very sparingly It's very sparingly something that takes like it, 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 it's something that very It doesn't really happen that much Basically mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. If I have an alcoholic beverage Usually there's a woman around mm-hmm. I'm not going to be sitting there Drinking with a bunch of guys okay? <laughs> Guys don't have vaginas And I like vagina So <laughs> that's why uh, <laughs> I'm not a big drinker as well Some guys get drunk Because they, they have a drinking problem But they know they mask it Like mm-hmm. hey, I'm hanging with my boys Let me have some drinks Like mm-hmm. nah If I'm hanging with my boys We're hanging out And you know We may have a beer or two But that's it Mm-hmm. You know, just it's bad energy. Yeah, man. And I know this is way off topic, mm-hmm. but man, Keith's feet look like claws, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here, man. I know I ain't got the, you know, the picture perfect feet, but Keith got that. Those like at like athletes. Keith play used to play corner. I don't know if anybody knows this. He used to play corner, cornerback. And he got those feet that like only corners have. Like, <laughs> it's like they spread out and flat. Yeah, shout out to my nigga Mercy man. His uh, toes yeah. probably look like mine too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Keep got. This is a podcast. Keep got a mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh dang. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's real, man. It's like I think. Um, you know, as as we get older, we realize certain things are old. So the more the more and more we grow, the more and more we, you know, we become more business minded, more business savvy, more aware of, you know, what we can accomplish, um, the less we start to deal with nonsense. Definitely. Like um, I was telling Eddie even on the phone, <clears throat> I was like, as much as, you know, I appreciate, you know, most of my friends. Most of my friends that um, that are in this creative space, like I don't really hang out with them. Like you know what I mean? We just to hang. Yeah, we don't really go. Like you know, I don't know what the regular thing is for people. Like we don't go to a bar. We don't exactly go, just hang out. Like most of what we're doing is like creative. in a creative space. Like I see DJ and Chris every you know probably like three times out of the week. 
Yeah. And it's always in a creative realm. And we enjoy that time together, but at the same time, it's because we're working. Exactly. If it was just like hanging out, I don't know, like maybe the energy would be different. We might get, you know, tired of seeing one another or True. just like, you know what I mean? Or even Eddie, you know what I mean? That's my brother. And we, every time we see each other on the weekend, it's always about, always about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or when we talk during the week, it's, you know, generally like Content. 85% of the time it's about the podcast. Basically. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, some of my other friends the same way. So it's just like, that's where, you know, that's how it should be. That's how life should be. Um, yep. And see your family on the holidays and then, you know, get back to work. So True. Man, that's a great point because it's kind of weird, but me and Keith really don't hang out. And mm-hmm. it's not like that's a bad thing. I've known Keith most of his life. It's just the thing is like after the podcast, we about to go out of town and chill with the family, mm-hmm. which is cool. But it's not like we do that every week. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we're a lot of I just think when I think it goes, it comes down to being with like minded people. When you have goal, when you have, when your life is tied to a goal, mm-hmm. then you spend more time trying to achieve that. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, life is not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, life is not all about drinking and smoking and and always, uh, you know, just wasting time. Yeah. If you really want to be somebody in life, it requires work. Yeah. And this is work. Yeah. That's what I, I try to preach to my the kids at my school because they think that everything that we assign them is boring. And I just be like, yo, like life is not about having fun. No. Like you're not doing things you like all the time. Like, you have to work to a space where you can do that. Exactly. You know, you don't get that right off the bat. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm in love with content. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with I'm love I'm in love with creating content and people that tune in and like, hey, that was funny. Hey, that was dope. This and that. And I think, like, to myself, like, I didn't realize it was that funny, you know, yeah. because I'm creating the content. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm in love with that. And I think that whenever you're a person who is goal oriented you don't spend a lot of time with people and you don't always play around and people say like man you take this too serious sir mm-hmm. you know i remember it was a time where i got into the best shape of my life right mm-hmm. and uh it was people just there was people actually shaming me for it they were like all you do is lift weights mm-hmm. all you do is work out and you try to eat good like enjoy your life i think i, I am enjoying my fucking life right yeah. now mm-hmm. i've got the reason why i got mm-hmm. to, like the reason why i got to that level was because I wanted to get there. Mm-hmm. And when you, you got to realize that when you tie yourself to a goal, the average person don't have no aspirations or goals. So they all they do is they do the easy shit that everybody else does. They get drunk every week and post pictures about it. Mm-hmm. And they post Snapchats about being drunk every fucking week. Mm-hmm. Anybody could be a drunk. That shit ain't hard. But when you want to create content and you want to create podcasts, you want to you want to direct, you want to write, you want to act, all that shit is hard. Yeah. I think the interesting thing, like the what I appreciate appreciate about some of my favorite artists is like, like the little subtle lines that they say. Definitely, like you know all the like the cool like metaphors are cool, but sometimes they just say like the simplest line and it could it could really encapsulate like everything that we're talking about even on a podcast. Thank you. Like Gambino has a line. He, he says, "My work is my playtime." Yeah. So it's like that's kind of that's kind of the same thing that we're in you know what i mean yep. we're writing we're having fun we're we're creating podcasts we're having fun and you know we genuinely you know when i'm on the podcast and when i'm you know writing with dj and chris like that's the <clears throat> the time that i have the most laughs out of my life you know what i mean yeah. at work like work is cool and well, work you know, is work yeah it's just work you know what i mean and you know i enjoy being around the kids sometimes but like 
I don't have the most like if you if you were to have like a, a smile meter or a laugh meter, like I don't laugh that much at work because it's just work to me. Exactly. But when I'm working on like short films and stuff like those are those are the or you know, music with my friends Chris and Tree and stuff like that. Like those are the the most like grandest times that I have. So very true. You know, the thing, too, is I encourage everyone, if you have a thing, whatever that thing is, you need to tie yourself to it. Because going to work and not having anything besides work is probably the most miserable thing you could you could ever do in your life. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean, I say this multiple times. I know it's getting on some people's nerves, but I'm extremely passionate about what I do. So doing this, it you could be at work and you could be having a bad day at work, but you're thinking about content. So it just distracts you from the everyday grind. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm a truck driver, but it's a grind. It's not what I want to do long term. I'm just being honest. Um, I don't want to be... A- it pays off too. Definitely. You know what I mean, like you've been out <clears throat> and people have been like, hey man, I, I enjoy the pocket. Like yeah. you tell me times where people are walking away from you in the gym and then they turn around and go back yeah. to you. Like, hey man, I love the podcast. Like you and Keith are really cool. Or like even, even like just to, just to show how the the grind pays off. Like we've been doing this for what, like nine and a half or yeah, be like nine months and like three weeks or something like that. Not a week missed. And, um, like even, you know, the podcast people are coming up to him. And then even with my guys from finesse, like they were in the mall yesterday and, um, they were telling me, um, how like a, a mom and a daughter had came up to them and they were like, Hey, don't you guys have a movie coming out this weekend? And um, DJ and Chris was like, yeah, we do. And then the girl, like, I, I don't know if she's like, maybe like high school, or middle mm-hmm. school or something. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm really big fans of you guys. And she, they said she was shaking. And she was like, can I take wow. a with you guys? Yeah. So that just shows you how, like, you know, the grind is the grind is real. You That's know what I mean? powerful. You put your head down and keep trucking. And Literally. Something, yeah, something, something <laughs> will come of it. And it does, you know, it doesn't have to be. It's like I feel like the stuff outside of work keeps you sane. You know yes. what I mean? Like if I was only going to my job every day, like I would feel miserable. But I yes. have something to look forward to whenever exactly. I get off of work. Like, oh okay, I can work on this or okay, we're setting up this event or something like Oh, I have the podcast this weekend. We can talk about my whole week of work and what I've learned, you know, throughout this week. So I think especially when you're a humble person and you, you're putting in work to do things, you don't expect people to come up to you. I had somebody, I was in Walmart one night. He's like, hey, what's up? A trucker's mine. Like, I know him from the past, but he's like, what's up, man? He's like, hey, y'all podcast is dope. And I was just yeah. like. Just that branding. Yeah. yeah it's just, I was just like, yo, like, mm-hmm. this is starting to become a big deal. You know? Yeah. So That, that kind of goes to also just just doing things. Like when we started the podcast, it was really like you had this idea for a few weeks, and then I was like, "Hey, man, I'm going over with my mic and my computer, and we're going to record a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. It's just kind of it's kind of, it was really organic, but it was kind of like a just do it. Yeah, it's like a like a Nike ad or something. Yeah. That's what that's what I like kind of what I was saying like you just appreciate the subtle just do it like three three words you know what I mean like yeah. and it and it is so grand though you know Yeah it is mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah the I never I don't know what it is it just podcasting just felt like something I could gravitate to cuz I've always been a person that like to express myself mm-hmm. and I like to express myself verbally because writing things down a lot of times it's not that I can't articulate things well or whatnot it's just that um, writing things down could be annoying because people tend not to 
comprehend them very good. Mm-hmm. So if you actually say them on air and you say them with passion and you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. chances are it's less likely to be misinterpreted mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, it's better that you can get your message through so yeah. people hear it. Yeah. So having the platform to do that is amazing. I don't see why more people don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I know why because they can't fucking talk. But yeah, uh, yeah. but it's 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 a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I truly uh, truly enjoy doing it. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like Charlamagne mentioned it mm-hmm. when he said he said like you know sometimes I, I used to go to Twitter to try to get off a point yes. or go to Instagram, but. I know that I have a podcast every week. Yep. So I can elaborate elaborate on, you know, my thoughts more so than Twitter and, you know, some of these these social media platforms that are limiting. You know, you have a minute on Instagram and like 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah. And we have a 2-hour conversation mm-hmm. where we can really and you know it allows us to even change our mind, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like sometimes we'll I'll get we'll, before we get on the podcast We'll have a conversation about something, and I'll be like, "Man, I'm thinking this about this," and Eddie would be like, "Man, I don't know, I don't know." And then it kind of shifts the way, not necessarily like change my mind, but shifts the way I was thinking because I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it from that angle. But you exactly. know, just giving this platform where you can express yourself, um, <clears throat> even you know, just talking and communicating is like the greatest thing in the world because you learn, you listen, you you talk and. Um, at the end of it, you can reflect on what you were saying, and then exactly, you know, you'll be a better person because of it. Definitely. Um, now this is kind of off of the off topic, but mm-hmm. be sure to look out for uh, confessions. Mm-hmm. The premiere is tomorrow. Yeah. So that's going to be grand. I'm going to be there. Um, it's definitely going to be uh, a different experience being mm-hmm. and actually knowing someone that helped create something like this yeah so it's it's definitely gonna be an awesome experience mm-hmm. we're gonna i'm gonna gonna uh we're gonna elaborate on that mm-hmm. probably later in the year I, we didn't mention it but this is going to be the last podcast of the year yeah, yeah oh the, yeah mm-hmm. this is going to be the last podcast of the year <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we're going to finish up with the best of 2018 mm-hmm. so we're going to be capturing moments from as many of these episodes as possible and we're going to mash them up into one episode. Yeah. So if you're a person that's tuning in late and you missed earlier podcasts, we're going to take some of the most memorable moments from all those episodes, mash them up, mm-hmm. and then give you some pretty engaging content. Yeah. So you're going to have a blast with that. Yeah. So like Eddie said, Confessions drops on Sunday at 8 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then we'll have a it's, – it's semi-exclusive. We <laughs> – it's only like 25, it's only like 30 seats in there. And somehow, like, people keep inviting themselves <laughs> to the premiere. So ho- hopefully there's enough seats for everybody. But you know what I mean? It, if you can't make it to that, you know, watch it on Facebook and YouTube. And, Definitely. And um, share it with your friends. It's a family movie, so you can watch it with your family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. for all the people listening, is there any, like, specific thing you need to look up? This. Um... Just find me. It'll be all over. Any 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 person affiliated with the project, um, me, DJ, or Chris, um, and you can find it or find me on Facebook. Yeah. My name is Keith Fingers. 
Jr., if you didn't know that already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, find me. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging it, too. I'm, yeah. I'm not in the movie, obviously. Yeah. They snubbed me. But um, <laughs> I'll be promoting. Eddie didn't get the role as the leading character. He was beat out by Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to be their dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, so either me, De- uh, Demarie Johnson, Kyrie Kennedy, me or Tyra Gray, you can look any of us up and it'll be on there so yeah definitely man all right well looks like we're coming to an end of this i don't know if y'all can hear that but somebody's doing some real construction yeah it's my neighbor he's putting up that gate yeah it it looked kind of legit too yeah it is really nice yeah he spent a lot of money well spent not a whole bunch of money but he spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. and it sounds Mm -hmm. like fucking world war three going on Ah. (laughs) when uh you got fucking Iraq cracking off right Trump started World War 3 too Oh Trump like, <laughs> It's gonna be huge It's gonna be huge <laughs> we're, we're We're gonna build A wall Around The war The war won't get Outside the wall You're like no. What'd you just say <laughs> Yeah man Alright uh, Just not stop Fucking around Alright Thank you for listening To another installment Of a Trucker's Mind Podcast Episode 39 we're thankful to have all you guys around. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, this will be the last episode yeah. of the year. We'll see y'all in 2019. See you in 2019, man. Uh, once again, this is the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Things. Peace out. Peace. Merry Christmas. <laughs>